Welcome to the Business of Property podcast. I'm Stuart. I'm Simon. And I'm Emma. And we're all property people running our own businesses. And this podcast is just us chatting, as we often do, about anything and everything property. And if you're really lively, you might have noticed we've got a third name with us today, and that's Emma. So firstly, we want to say hello, Emma. Hello. And Emma joins us uh, on this podcast. And something we said we'd do frequently is invite guests, particularly within the property industry. And Emma is someone from the property industry and has a property business. So Emma, I don't know if you could just give us a quick introduction you know, for us and the audience just to uh, let them know who you are. Okay, so I'm Emma and I own Estate Agents Hub, which is a new uh, estate agency uh, based in Rygate, set up uh, September time last year and have been going for the last six months. So thank you very much for having me. Welcome. So this is March the 17th. We probably should say Happy St. Patrick's Day, although no one's thinking about St. Patrick today, I don't think. No, I think it's been cancelled. Although there is Guinness cake in the kitchen if you want some. Okay. <laughs> it looks like Guinness. So I guess the first question I've got really, Emma, given that your business is only six months old, mm-hmm. given this environment, and despite my own personal reticence to talk about this subject, because I like just moving forward, but it is, is quite an, an important subject for many people right now, is the dreaded COVID-19. So how's that coming through to you and your business in in estate agency, particularly, I guess you're going to see it on the front line? Yeah, I mean, I think we're seeing an impact already. Um, obviously, we're a very small business. We haven't had a huge number of properties on our books, you know, great for the size business we are. Um, so we're feeling an impact, uh, which is slightly different to the big corporates. Um, but I've been speaking to people who work for the, the big companies locally uh, and keeping an eye on social media and how other companies are being affected. Mm. Certainly for us, we've already had two of our properties under offer being withdrawn from the market just because those people who own those properties are being forced into taking unpaid leave uh, and so just can't, can't follow through at this point with mm. that sale. They still want mm. to sell. They're hoping that in eight weeks' time, things will have picked up. So we're still in touch with those people. We're still quietly you know quietly looking at buyers and being aware that house might come back on but certainly the impact is there a discussion how, i had sorry so i was gonna say how's how are our viewings and things like that um and yeah, sort of general inquiries viewings, general inquiries are right down I've spoken to a big corporate yesterday they are sort of ticking over but getting quieter by the day um lots of questions about well can we even go on a viewing because we're not supposed to be Seeing uh, people. Uh, have you started um, taking hand sanitizer along with your viewings or to your um, viewings? Well, if we had some, yes, <laughs> we'd run out of hand sanitizer. But there are other things we can be doing. So we do some video tours on properties. So at least people can be looking at the video tours um, and making a shortlist for the time when they can go back into those houses. So there is plenty that we can be doing in this time to be kind of preparing for hopefully when when live viewings can take place again. Have you? Um, I don't know if you've looked at this or if anyone's asked for it, but um, potentially doing live remote viewings, as in you, you get the the uh, the owner of the, the property to sort of walk around with a, a mobile phone or something and, and show people the, the nooks and crannies they ask for and stuff as, as they're going. Yeah, we haven't done that as yet, but actually that's a yeah, that's another way we could go just to, yes, potentially do our sort of tour that we've already done. Any questions come up, get the owner on the end of the phone. Yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah. So the two that have already pulled out, which is obviously unfortunate. Did you mention that it was both the sellers in those 
situations that uh that it was actually one seller and one buyer, one buyer. who was also selling right. so it, it, she yeah so actually they they were one buyer of ours one seller but the buyer has a flat on the market yeah, it's because it's quite interesting because my point of view, and this probably leads us on to the wider point around how different people react. And obviously, we just need to talk to you, Simon, about how it's affected your business. But the the thing that I'm quite interested in, because if I was selling, yeah, if I was selling and I had a buyer that hadn't yet pulled out, I mean, maybe they've already seen that, but I probably would still go through with the sale. Yeah, I mean, in this situation, they're looking to upsize. So they're wanting a bigger house. Mm. And his options were go into rented, which is what he had been planning to do if he couldn't find anything. Because this is a pretty, this is a really strong buyer. Mm. But I think, I mean, he works for the com- a company that sort of said eight weeks unpaid leave and who knows? He just can't predict where that's taking him. Mm. And at the moment, he's pretty safe in his house. So it, he's not prepared to take that risk. Yeah. But I get your point. I mean, yeah. and... No, it's interesting. He, we, we don't, I don't, you know, no one knows the details, but everyone's got to look after... Yeah, and, but a they? different person would absolutely see it differently. Mm. It's like, I've got a buyer, let's keep it while yeah. we've got it. Um, <laughs> Someone yeah. in the property industry, if I've got a buyer and you can get to exchange, let's do that. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, and before we started recording, Stuart, you were saying that you haven't seen much effect from, uh, from this, this viral panic yet. I know, don't hate me. Um, but <laughs> you've, you've got a, a flip a flat you're trying to flip that must be coming to market pretty soon. Oh, yeah. You, just, so, you, you want to try and bring me down, don't you? you, want to, you I, my glass is going to stay half full. I'll, I'm, I'll keep trying. <laughs> the market that's going for it is, is a, a really important point. And funny enough, we're due to finish. I'm due to go and see it in two days' time. And the person, so my joint venture partner on it, he's mm. told me today he's got a cold. And I said, well, I'll see you in 15 days. I'll go and see it myself. <laughs> But it's due to finish this week, so we're just right. taking a one bed in Croydon and we're converting it into a two stroke three actually, and increasing the value by something like fifty percent or perceived fifty percent. So it's interesting because the demographic and target market for that property are going to be the premium buyer. It's going to be young, affluent. So I guess we're going to see where this brings us out. However, as you know, Emma and I were talking before the podcast. I always plan for the worst and expect mm. the best. My my worst is what happens if we can't sell it, and so I've already planned a a buy to let mortgage and tested you know what we think the rent is going to be for that. So I would simply just go on a buy to let mortgage, mm-hmm. refinance out of the existing bridge, and then we just yeah. stay calm because we're not going to we're not going to sell it for cut price because that's not the model it was. So I think the short answer to your question, Simon, is don't know what impact that will have on the buyers. Mm. No doubt it will, particularly what uh, you know in terms of what Emma's just spoken about, when people are uncertain about mm. what the future holds for their employment. If, if you don't know, you're not going to make any big decisions. So I totally understand that. I guess I'm, I'm a bit more... Do you think gung-ho. you might have trouble finding tenants as well? We'll see. We'll see. I, I suppose the, the, the challenge is with what we what we know today, as it stands today, that almost you know all the front pages are saying life's on hold, and that that pretty much is how it feels, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But I mean, when that pause, you know, you press pause again and it starts again, people are still going to have to move. I mean, it will create a yeah. new wave of people moving. Mm. Some people might need to because they can't afford to stay where they are. They might need to downsize. Mm. Other people won't have been affected, and they'll so you know it will get going again. Mm. And certainly pre you know, the coronavirus a couple of weeks ago, the market was really strong. We had a really good bounce back after the election. 
Yeah, when, when, when we booked of... this this recording session, I was hoping to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, and it was. I mean, it was brilliant. And the London buyers were flooding back. There had been a real shortage of London buyers um, coming to this area, um, which historically have been, you know, they've been bringing the money in and buying the houses and pushing prices up. Um, and that just seemed to slow right down. But, the, you know, the last few weeks this year, um, they've all been coming back. Nearly everything we've sold has gone, gone to London buyers, really strong buyers. Mm. I, I remember um, a long time ago you, you mentioned some stats around how how sort of the percentage of um, people you think are, are, are London buyers um, buying this area. Can, can you remember those right. stats? Um, this is probably a couple of years ago you no, mentioned this to me. I can't, so I I can't remember. <laughs> I mean, certainly a couple of years ago, uh, there were a lot of London buyers. So over half the phone calls plus were, were from London buyers. And I would say that at the beginning of this year, it was getting more like that again. Um, and I suspect that's going to slow right down because of the uncertainty. Mm. Um, uh, just to clarify, actually, what, what, what do you mean by a London buyer? Just... Within my market, so generally um, in Rygate, Red Hill, surrounding areas and pushing slightly further out and the, the level of properties there, most of the London buyers are coming from generally young couples um, maybe have had their first child are living in a flat in London moving out to sort of family life um, yeah. um, still probably working in London at least one of them um, and yeah they're those people and they're spending I would say 600 upwards from that level yeah. they're coming into so, so they're selling a, a much smaller um, but valuable yeah. property in London somewhere yeah. And moving out to the countryside. Yeah, normally a one, two bedroom flat they're selling. Yeah. Um, no garden upstairs, um, and they're moving into a three, four bedroom house. Mm. That's, funny. That's exactly the. I mean, you just described the buyer of my house. I used to live on the same development as as, as Simon in Surrey, mm. and um, yeah, that was the buyer. It was a couple with a young kid. Yeah. Maybe two, but again, they were coming out. You know, for for five, six hundred grand, getting mm. two and a half times. The size of house. Yeah. Yeah, they're getting a real house mm. and garden and parking and stuff. Um, but then the challenge, as we know from London, of course, in this sort of market, is who's buying their house now? And that's the, that's the challenge it has a knock yeah. on. It, exactly. Because those people will still want to move out. And almost irrelevant of what happens with the job, they've still got to pay for their expensive flat in London or their house outside London. Mm. But actually finding a buyer for their flat is what is yeah, going to get harder. Um, this is a, a recurring theme on, on this podcast, but my uh, my in-laws, um, who uh, have been trying to sell a house in, in Balham, mm-hmm. um, uh, they put it on the market, didn't go anywhere, dropped it a bit, didn't go anywhere, this was a couple of years ago, took it off the market. Um, beginning of this year, early this year, um, they put it back on the market again and um, had a, a flurry of, of interest. Yeah. Um, uh, no, no offers, mind you. Um, and they've... They've continued to have a reasonable level of interest, even in the last couple of weeks. But because they're in, or one of them anyway, is in the, a higher a risk category from, from the virus, they've actually decided to take their property off the market now in order to stop people coming and looking around their house because they, they didn't want that, that risk factor. So I'm, I'm sure they won't be the, the only ones doing that. No, uh, no. And there's certainly lots of talk around all the agents about just not doing any viewings and... Can you even advise people to put the house on the market? Is mm. now is now a time that you know professionally is that advice we can give? Um, because actually, 
where are we going to be? And certainly we exchanged on, um, completed on a couple of houses last week. And there was lots of conversations about what if, what if someone in one of those household has contact with coronavirus or has been traveling. There's been situations where somewhere, I don't even know what it was, but removal men then refused to move a family. So lots of kind of sort of panic, mm. um, you know, all that's gone through. And I think that sort of thing will be okay to a point. But if we go into lockdown, I don't know how people move. No. I don't know. I don't think you can. No. I mean, and, and if you've exchanged and you've got a completion date. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there, there are certain factors that will just have to keep moving. Mm. Um, I mean, in the same way that, that people will have to keep going to to work at the hospitals. power plants and hospitals. hospitals. Yeah, yeah. hospitals and, and uh, of course, people who run the internet as well they're absolutely critical these days or maybe people who work out our clean water and things like that as well um so that there are things that just can't stop well no there are and i was speaking with someone who works at the council yesterday and they were talking about you know what are their priorities if everyone has to work from home if we're on a sort of lockdown situation the priorities are people getting their benefits and waste they're sort of two of their big priorities Mm. and i know within the sort of waste team they've already got how they can scale down but still provide a service mm. and that's what we're all doing you know we're doing that in other areas in professional life as well is again we were talking about this previously is how you mitigate against these things okay so yeah. let's assume it is going to go on lockdown what do we then do how do we do it you know virtual viewings and that kind of thing mm. make perfect sense but um so simon just one other thing i was thinking was how, how it's affected you because you mentioned as well it's affected one of your tenants so i guess you are starting to see some pull through because uh, the thing I should finish off is most of my portfolio is students, and actually they sign up for fifty weeks. So that's that's. Well, I, if if the university closes, I I reckon you're going to get students saying, "Well, I'm I'm not paying the next next rent, regardless." Um, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, we're we're almost at Easter term, so there is a, there is another term, and that has yeah, happened. A lot got, of them are remotely working. Um, yeah, but we've got a little bit of the lag, and actually at, at the university level, you you might not be so bad because they'll probably be better equipped to. Um, provide remote learning well, so the students might from actually home. want to yeah, stay in home but yeah. obviously their university home so I went um, to visit them last week actually and I probably shouldn't have done I didn't even wear gloves what? <laughs> <laughs> which in a student property you probably should yeah, we should anyway <laughs> yeah, right. but um, but yeah so they were talking about the fact that universities in certain classes were saying just work from home and actually so all of my rooms have got desks uh, desk space and stuff like that so, yeah. so if they're working from home they're actually working from from, from the prophecy, but uh, but you were mentioned anyway, so you're, you're yeah. So I, I, no one no one has got in touch with me yet, but uh, but I know I have one tenant who uh, works as a chef. So with the most recent changes, um, I suspect his uh, level of work is going to be changing. I, d- I don't know what sort of uh, uh, employment contract he's on these days, but that, there's going to be some impact there. And I have another tenant who works in childcare, so there's uh, not yet supposedly an impact on that but it's, it's going to be coming um and uh, i don't know again quite what contract he's he's on so there's going to be uh some some risks at least there um and i don't quite know how you handle that because i mean if if tenants start turning around and saying sorry but our income's disappeared um we haven't got anything to pay pay rent i mean what does a landlord do? Do you, do you say, oh, well, that's okay. I'll um, just keep paying the mortgage out of my own pocket. Or or yeah. do you say, well, 
perhaps we could get something in the middle or or defer rent or um or is there going to be some kind of uh, benefits universal credit type well, that's what I was just thinking Stepping about. in, and, and I, I don't know. I'm not sure anybody knows yet. I don't, I don't, I don't think the government even knows that yet, do they? I mean, and that's, no. um, yeah, they are talking about how they provide help to businesses, whether that's, you know, theatres, cinemas, bars, cafes, and that kind of thing. But uh, as you were talking, I'm thinking, well, how would we usually approach that? I mean, I've experienced that situation. I'm sure you have. And, you know, if you've rented a property, you've been through this situation. And I had someone before that said, I just can't pay. And then what do you do? Well, we don't go straight to, you know... The, you know, you know, evicting them from the property. It's like, okay, well, what's the problem? And can we get a handle on it? And, and you mediate and you try and work out, you know, the best way forward. Because, of course, yes, some, you know, got to pay the mortgage and, and unfortunately someone has to pay the bills and work through it that way. But I think, you know, the wider point is what is going to happen. And I think right now we're on pause, aren't we? So we need to see where, where we come out in the next couple of weeks. And I think there will be pretty clear guidance for landlords, for example, in the next couple of weeks. Well, one would hope there'd be some quite clear Mm -hmm. guidance about how it's taken forward. And you would hope there'd be support from the government to to keep people in a home um, and mortgages being covered. Yeah. Or paused. Yeah. Yeah. And I know uh, one of my mortgage companies actually has has emailed already saying, if you you have problems, then get in touch. uh, and they're they're offering payment holidays, so the the interest is still going to keep collecting. They're, they're not offering anyth- anything free at the moment, yeah. but they are um, offering uh, stopping the, the payments at least for the time being. So it's um, a, a possible option, but I think seeing as the the interest is just going to accrue and it's going to be something you still need to, to pay off later. Do you think try and try and pay it off? Do you think they'll allow there. a holiday on multiple properties? Think I could give that a go? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, this is this is the problem, though, isn't it? I mean, you, yeah. what what's the alternative for them? Mm. Would, would they want to, in three months' time, be looking at repossessing five properties? And then what are they going to do with them? From thousands um, and thousands of people. Yeah. I mean, it, mm. it's it's going to affect nearly everybody at some level in the next few weeks. We don't know how long it'll last. Hopefully, not that long. But there will be an impact on. A huge number so in reality no they're not going to repossess them all no exactly so just my sort of final question for you emma in this episode is, is just based on your experience before because mm. we were you in the same industry in 2008 at that time before um, around the crash no time. i wasn't no i came into property in 2013 right but you probably right. saw some of the repercussions of that yeah so yeah. i was just wondering whether you saw any of the sort of similar indicators because, again, given the, the fact that it, it will now be a buyer's market because there'll be fewer and fewer people that are thinking about making those changes, as we've already spoken about, do you, do you see property values declining because of that? And I honestly don't know. Yeah. I think it, it will early. all depend on how but long... But the crystal ball? This, I mean, come on, surely yeah. all estate agents have a crystal ball for, to predict the property market. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, but I think it depends how long, how long this takes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, if we look at other countries, it's going to be a little while mm. um, and there will be an impact that will be relative to the area. I imagine that this sort of Surrey area tends to maintain prices to really, for a bit, really yeah. well. Um, but other parts of the country, I'm sure, will, yeah, it makes will really sense. struggle. I suppose we're saying the same thing, isn't it? We've just got to wait and see at the moment, which yeah. is... And it's just to try, to try and plan ahead. So mm. you're, nothing, you're not taking totally post prize and just carry on. Keep, keep doing keep, what you can. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The 
uh, th- th- there's always a, a lag between things happening and, and sort of the effects coming through. And for the last three years or so with the, the Brexit stuff, um, there's been a, a, a drastic reduction in, or there was to start with, a drastic reduction in, in viewings and sort of movement in, in the, the market. And that sort of became the new normal. And then property prices continued their gradual upward tick in, in that new normal. Mm. Uh, so it'll be interesting, I think, to see what happens in this, this new, new normal uh, of almost zero movement around in, in the property market to see whether things can still at least hold their own or whether they, they, they will drop down. I mean, with so few buyers in the market, I suspect most people, in fact, a, a reduction in sellers as well, you mentioned. Yeah, yeah. So the, maybe it'll kind of equal out. Maybe there won't be too much downward pressure because people won't want to be selling either. I don't know. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. No, no one wants to take a gamble on unpredicted that one. <laughs> well, no, I was just reflecting because there, there is an increased number of people renting already, I think, and, and, and maybe we'll see that. Again, I, I don't know enough, haven't read enough recently to, to know that. But as an existing investor is existing landlords you know maybe there's there will be opportunity there in the rental market if if you already own and, and potentially for buying as well if if there's a dearth of buyers in the market as yeah to look at well, i think if the buyers go down the sellers will go down and we'll still be in a situation where there's probably more buyers than sellers yeah, you think that the buyers will will be well i more... think generally well certainly in this area there's mm. generally more demand than than the properties and certainly if you're pricing your properties right, they sell. Um, so I doubt there'll be a big flip to that. But you just, just don't know. Do you, do you think it'll be um, primarily investor buyers who will still be around? Or do you think there'll be be family buyers and things? I mean, you, you said already there's been a, a drop in people moving out of London. But where, where, which but, buyers are still going to stay in well, the market, do you think? But they're, as we say, they're just on pause. Everyone's just on pause. And mm-hmm. if they unpause themselves everything gets moving again and it could all happen quite organically quite quickly Mm. um it's going to depend on the impact on business and people's jobs and until we know exactly how far that's going to go um housing property will be the next the next issue um how many jobs are there out there are people taking pay cuts how many people have lost their jobs um how quickly will the businesses bounce back the bigger businesses bounce back um, yeah. And then that will have the knock-on effect to how quickly the property market can bounce back. And if there's one thing we know about Boris, he you know he wants to put a positive image forward, and he'll want business booming, obviously, because that yeah. will support him and and everybody else. So hopefully, once these measures have been taken to to you know extend the the rate at which people go to hospital, yeah. like, like you say, hopefully that could happen quite quickly. Mm. I mean, at the moment, they need to keep the local authorities and the hospitals, the NHS, afloat. And if they can do that and control the virus to a certain degree, or manage it rather than control it, then um, the businesses will come next. And he will. He needs needs a successful capital and he needs a successful country. So I think think the support will come to tide over this period. Um, Yeah, I mean... They'll have to. I can't see how they can't be. So you were going to say, and then? And then, hopefully, you know, they'll be managing the virus situation kind of steadily and then things can get a bit more back to normal. Yeah. 
just as we're pretty much out of time, mm. um, when when do you think we might be looking at uh, getting back to to normal? Do you reckon we're we're looking at? I mean, the, I was on, being very vague there, Simon. <laughs> I, I know, I know, I know and I, I'm just I'm spoiling it. I'm on sorry. Purpose, yeah. So uh, I think then in the press conference yesterday, uh, weeks and months they were saying, um, and they wouldn't wouldn't be pinned down any more than that. So I, I reckon it's it's going we're going to be looking at it's something in the region of six months before things start getting back to normal. Do, you, do either of you want to be more optimistic or pessimistic? <laughs> well, my glass is always half full, so I'd, I'd go for soon, sooner than that, but that's based on nothing other than my own Hope. stubborn <laughs> <laughs> belief that, that, we, that we can get things moving again quickly. Yeah. Yeah, I'm fairly with Simon on this. I think realistically we need to be planning for a six-month um, or at least four-month kind of pause and then hopefully a sort of get back together into the six month time but the problem is that's coming into winter isn't it when things might kick off again mm. oh um, yeah i hadn't thought about that yeah. maybe i wasn't pessimistic enough sorry <laughs> but we can do loads in the meantime to be supporting the bus- our businesses in the background and pushing yeah. them forward so that when it is time to go you're really ready to hit the ground running we're certainly gonna have some time i love yeah. that good positive note planning yeah. that's what it should be about planning yes. plan for the worst expect the best but keep planning Indeed. With that, I think we're going to close this episode. So uh, show notes can be found at thebusinessofproperty.com.